The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Two minutes past three. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the show and the start of another exciting weekend of sport. Kimbo on the Roots with you live from Studio Lumo SA here at number one King William Street in the city where it will be a hive of activity tomorrow with the Christmas pageant. There'll be over 400,000 people here. I won't be here. It's currently 22.3 degrees outside. Uh, we're brought to you courtesy of Hyundai, Brasilia Coffee and IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. One of the clowns running around tomorrow, though, is this man. What's the matter you? Hey, got hey. no respect. What do you think you do? What? Why you look so sad? Why? It's a not so bad. It's a nicer place. I shut up for your face. Hey, Michelangelo. Ah, I polished my shoes for it. The big <laughs> shoes I've got. I'll have a red nose. And I will be a clown. Mm-hmm. Nothing unusual for me, uh, is it? On a serious note, have you ever been involved in the Christmas pageant before? Only as a kid watching it. And you would have gone over the blue line? No. Because you don't obey rules. No, I wasn't that silly. Really? No. I can remember being picked up no. by a police officer as a little boy because I went over the blue line. That would be you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would, <laughs> no, no. I, I panicked. Um, I was lucky enough to be part of the uh, Christmas pageant for a number of years when I was doing Brecky Radio. can't remember if it was at Mix or Triple M. Get up about 4.30, get the face painted, and it's mm. a huge day. Yes. I'm not sure what it is. I haven't read, but it's like you've got to do about 10Ks now. Mm. And it is tiring when it's hot. And you're running around. And every 20, 30 metres, Roach, you have a new audience. So you have your hula hoop and... You go through the same routine again, but gee, it's a lot of fun to see the excitement so on everyone's faces. It's a big deal to be the Miss Christmas pageant as well. What happened to that? Uh, probably still it was John Martin's or, or, used to have the big competition yes, for that, yeah, didn't they? Yeah, and that went on for a long time. Yes. Did they sit on Nipper and Nimble? Too long ago for me to remember. Kim. I can't remember. I hosted it as well I with know, the I thought Georgina so. McGuinness. I would have thought so. Yeah. I made the genuine mistake. She oh, kept no. saying, "She kept saying, be careful when you say." Nipper and Nimble. And oh, you wouldn't believe oh, it. Oh, no. no. And I, 100% on my mother and father's grave, it was, you know, people, oh, he's done that purposely. It was as if I'd do that purposely no. when, you know, no, it's a children's exactly, event exactly. and it's corny gag anyway, and it bloody came out, Roach. Oh, well, as long as it's not as bad as what Sandy Roberts did at a no, no, well, cup festival no, down no, south. No, no, a little bit milder than that. Looking forward to today's show. Yesterday was busy down at Ingle Farm Hyundai. Wow, what a show. Yeah, they sold 800 Matter cars. Of fact, while we've we had there. to keep some in the cabinet. We might bring it out later today, mm. some more Sandful development news, developing news. Developing news? Mm. Well, I'll throw it now then. Put it on the table. I hear, and you may be able to confirm... Mm. Now, 1964, we introduced, after five years in the reserves competition, the Central District Football Club and the Woodville Football Club to make it a 10-team competition. Good move, the, uh, the former one, not the latter. Mm. So next year marks 60 years in the competition, the league competition, 65 years as a club, mm-hmm. for Central District. And I hear they are finally, finally endorsing a Hall of Fame. I know. Because uh, my sister and the rat are still... Living with me. <laughs> Only 
four months to go, five months to go. You think? Uh, you think? Um, well, I hope. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll be tracking down the builder and the developer. Uh, um, yes, yeah, something arrived in the post yesterday for the is. Hall of Fame to Johnny. Ooh. So I, I would imagine he's being inducted. Oh, if you're in the National Hall of Fame and you're in the State Hall of Fame, it'd be pretty mm. hard not to be in your club Hall of Fame. Well, they haven't been in touch with me to host that one, Rich. Hello, Mark Bickley, by the way. What do you mean? Well, he got in the National Hall of Fame first, the State Hall of Fame second. Did he get into the? Has he got into the Club Hall of Fame yet at Adelaide? I can't answer. I that. hope so. I, I would imagine so. I would hope so. All right, we'll find out. We'll get bumped up plenty onto that. Uh, good show coming up, Reach at three thirty-five today. We'll be joined by Daniel Cherney. Now he's cricket writer for Code Sports. Mm. He's over in uh, Medabad. Where Australia will be playing England tomorrow. We'll dig a little deeper on the Glen Max for one. It's a little salacious, isn't it? It is. It is. Do you know how I think it unfolded? Please tell me. Well, I'm only guessing. Yeah, well, we all are. Having been on a lot of golf trips where ah. you just jump on the back of the buggy and the, whoever's driving just see and they just do a quicker left and a quick right and off, flip, you, off you go. Only boys will be boys, Kim. Only guessing. Mm. He may be that uncoordinated that he just slipped Missed. Off. He yeah. might have missed the bench. At 3.50, Matt Hill, the best race caller yes. in the world, yes. will be joining us, Roach, to give us his tips. There's three Group 1s at Flemington because the Spring Carnival is well and truly up and away, Roach. So explain this to me because we've got our Melbourne Cup sweepstakes. Mm. Do these races influence the final field of the Melbourne Cup? Uh, not, the, not, not the three Group 1s. Not these ones? ones? Okay. Not, not these right. three Group 1s, Roach. Um, there is... Uh, look, there Matt, Matt will be better qualified. Mm. Um, I'm just trying to have a look. I don't think so. Okay. Not. Oh, the Lexus maybe. Okay. It's a 2,500 meter event. I'm not sure if any of those horses are still trying to qualify. That does happen on some occasions. Right. Rich. Okay. But you can Thank ask you. Matt Hill that one. I will. I will. All right. He joins us at uh, 3:50. Darren Chandler, the general manager of the Sandfall. Wow, there's a big agenda there. Well, we're going to talk about the changing from the Burley footballs to the Sharon. As you told us. A couple yes, of weeks ago. Yes, I did. Yes, yes. Rowie, now, Rowie didn't get upset over that. You made double A again, Roach. Have I? <laughs> you How? Did. I think you were living in Stephen Rowe's head. They had Chris Davies on That'd yesterday. That'd be a lot of space, wouldn't they? <laughs> they had Chris Davies on yesterday, and the first question he asked was about your comments about the – can we – let's have a listen to this. It was stirred up, <clears throat> CD, from my perspective, because a Port Adelaide employee, Michelangelo Rucci, wrote an article, and he mentioned it on air that – you're after a divorce with the sample. <laughs> Isn't that what, what I'm here to do? What, what is going? The, the implication there, what he's implying, is yeah. that you had insider trading. But I must say, Rowie, and you know I love you. Uh, you know, he's a he's a good man. But this is like adding one and one, and coming up with two. It's not that hard, is it? Like, obviously, for five years, there's been talk about an AFL reserves mm. competition. But and obviously, even a year ago, even after the best and fairest this year, with it, what now, David Koch said. Exactly, I mean, Kim. everyone How did knew. everyone so, miss that? We were the only people who played it. Uh, I, I we know. were the only ones who played it. What, and what was everyone doing? We said it a year ago. We brought it up a year ago. We brought it up five years ago. And I've been saying, far be it for me to be a Port sympathiser, I am saddened when the day arrives that Port Magpies will not be in the sandfall. It just yeah. has enormous heritage. It just seems wrong. But I can understand. I go, can I, I go on this way? I understand. But it wasn't that the most stunning thing ever? And this goes back to my roast on Tuesday again. David Koch served it up on a platter, mm. the best and fairest. Thing. I know. Seriously, if I was somewhere else, 
You know what I would have been saying under my breath? I'm trying to enjoy a nice dinner here. Now he's forcing me to go back to the office to write this story. To write the story, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Nothing. Well, it was a, it was we a huge we then played it. I know. What? Couldn't yeah. people connect what was going on here? No, well, we're, and one of the reasons we brought that up, and uh, well, they are opposition. We're all in a competitive business, yes. but the fact is we had a number of texts yesterday saying they had a crack at it the year before. But seriously, this is not new news. Well, it's it's a long-running story which has taken a new step. That's the only bit that's new. It's taken a new step, hasn't well, it? Why is it taken a new step? Well, because Port's made it clear they've reached a breaking point and they want the AFL to fix no, it. No, but they've been talking to the AFL about it for a long time. I think they're talking in a more serious tone than ever before. Yeah, but you one know. club won't get that all changed. No, uh, Sydney's strong. Sydney needs to be on board. Get. WA no, needs WA's to be on board. Crows need to be on board. Well, they're on board. Anyway. They're on board, uh, Kim. Don't worry. Anyway, Rowie, look, <laughs> you are in his head, Roach. I don't know why, but uh, uh, that was a story that was obvious for everyone to see. Darren Chandler at 4 o'clock. Scotty Lysett at 4.35. Having, yes, looking forward to chatting to him to see what his future will be. Now, is he retired? Is he retired? Well, he's not the first player to retire, then go to another club. Correct. Because anyone can grab him then. Yes. So it's simpler just to retire, isn't it? Well, he's delisted, so it's, it's yeah. a walk-free walk. So either way. But your, your point about a certain age with family and so forth, it becomes a little bit more complicated. Mm. It would have to be Oh, you're on very, board now, are you? I, no, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Oh, yeah, all right, good. No, you conceded something. No, uh, I'm not conceded. Oh, you're not. I understand what you're saying, Jeez. but I'm still believing that that mid-season trade period, someone offers you a lifeline to play AFL football immediately, you're taking it. Thought you'd had an epiphany. Uh, Bix is oh, in the Crows Hall of Fame. He's one of 12. He joined in 2021 alongside Chris geez. McDermott, Tyson Edwards and Nigel Smart. We're going to a break. They waited Rich. a while to give him that, didn't they? It's, uh, well, not that long. Stop stirring up. You know what? What, 2021? You've got to be out of the game for a while. <laughs> well, he'd been out of the game for a fair while then. Well, he was coaching. Well, I thought you he'd said you can't the, be employed. He'd been, the, he'd been in the National Hall of Fame for ages at that point. Well, I don't know the rules, Roach. I'm still miffed that I'm not in it myself. Uh, we can we, sort that out. <laughs> we, don't worry, we'll fix all right, that. enough. We're here thanks to Brasilia Coffee. Make the perfect cup of coffee. We might do that right now with Brasilia Coffee. Could you get me a super crema, please? The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Standing in the Hall of Fame. 3.17 on a Friday afternoon. We're here thanks to Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona. Imagine to be bold. Before we go around the grounds, Roots, just a reminder, this is the last day of Kimbo and the Roochy Roots, Roach, 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 Melbourne Cup sweepstakes. Your chance to win a $500 IGA voucher or a $200 or a $100 voucher, depending whether you finish first, second or third in the Melbourne Cup. Um, all you have to do is wait for our cue to call and then be one of the first five callers through. Now, it's only one entry per phone number. All right, so you can't double up. Uh, this is the cue to call. There it is. All right, that's understandable. I mean, you've worn out the poor bugler. The bugler, he's yeah, his lips were a bit dry then. Took a while to get yeah. going. All right, don't ring now. We'll do that uh, within the next hour, I reckon. We won't drag it out. Mm. All right, Roach, um, let's jump into this. Around the grounds, uh, Port Adelaide have uh, finally announced their coaching replacement for Nathan Bassett. Yes, so Nathan Bassett leaves defence. Tyson Goldsack, ex-Collingwood, ex mm. 
Port Adelaide mm-hmm. Sandville coach will now be the defence coach, assistant coach. Hamish Hartlett steps up to be the Sandville coach, head of development. The hammer. Well, Hamish Hartlett, the Adam Hartlett in the Sandville. That'd oh, be huge. Uh, either way, it's not a really long career move by the noise coming out. Of <laughs> well, no, <laughs> no, no, because they'll always have a reserves team. No, I know. No, bit of a gag. Just a gag, Rooch. Uh, all right. So we now wait for Adelaide to name the forward coach to replace James Riley, who's gone yeah. to Geelong. Uh, Port fans, uh, you happy with that? Uh, overwhelmed, underwhelmed? Uh, let us know. And right, the name I, love, we... I love Tyson. Yep. I, love, I love Tyson. I. Personally, would have liked a bit of new blood in. And the name we kept throwing up, Stuart Jew. We should have connected the dots on this one, Kim. So Don Pike goes West Coast mm. as CEO. The thought is Stuart Jew slips back to the Swans. That's where his wife's from too. Exactly. So yeah. that's brewing. Yeah, that's and they, they didn't want to lose him at the time. No, anyway, no. all right, how are we tracking with time here? What about uh, as of season 2024? I believe the coaches have got their way routes. There are going to be 500 players on the bench. Yes, they've put forward the submission that they want five rather <sighs> than the substitute. And now the AFL Players Association has endorsed it. Surprise, surprise. Now mm. we wait for the AFL Commission to make a verdict in December. So what are we going to have? 24. Well, no. 23. 23. 18 on the field, 5 on the bench. Five but now the, the bench. 5 on the bench can come on and off as they want, not the sub rule. Sorry, bad math. That's okay. Five. That's okay. Uh, no, I'm being serious. Are you happy with it? Uh, I wasn't big on the sub rule either. If you're going to have it, just have 23. The fact that you've got restricted rotations, I was even happy to give them 6 on the bench. How you manage oh. it? How you manage it is up to you. <laughs> Oh, look, I'm not a fan of the sub. I'm not a fan I know, of the sub. Yeah, forget the sub, though. Like, when, when does it stop? Stop listening to the coaches. It's a war of attrition football. But the, the only reason I, I'm supportive of it, Kim, is if it helps get us better in handling concussion, give them more on the bench. That's the, that's the only reason I am endorsing it, Kim. All right. Now, you have got already a filter on it with restriction of rotation. Um. I'm going to leave this one about the AFL floating fixture so we can talk about it after the break, Roach. I'll go to a few texts first, only because I, I think people will be passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Here's a text. Roachie. Hello. What, you, what is your paid role at Port Adelaide? What are you paid to do? I sweep the car park. No. What do you I do? I supply content to the website. So you're right on the, the Port Adelaide website? Yes. They leave me alone. I just do it, send it in, they publish it. Right. Here's a uh, text that's come through. I hope you're happy with that answer. You can see it all online. They're very good articles. Thank you. Uh, Kimbo, this, in inverted commas, exclusive, that the power are now wanting to join the AFL Reserves Comp. Adelaide has already previously asked for this to happen. So so not so unique an idea. That's from Jack. Well, that's what we're saying, Jack. We've been talking about it for five years. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's nothing new. But Uh, it's taken a new step. Yeah. Uh, Roochie and Kim. Hey, Rooch, uh, you are constantly on the receiving end. Uh, a very low Kim uh, one. I think it will white elastic. Oh, Trevor X Narico. What one for you, Rooch? Who was the former? I think left-footed West Torrens footballer in the eighties. I think who wore white elastic ankle bandages over his socks. Oh, is he inferring that was me? Um, Did you? No, I think uh, we, there, there was tape over the socks at times, Rooch. Oh. I think everyone used to do it. Thank you from Trevor X Narracourt. Tell us about the boots. No, Rooch, because it's 322. Which <laughs> boots? The coloured ones? Yes. 
which which colour? There were a few. Yeah, later on. I am here. We've got time later. We are here, thanks to IGA <laughs> Supermarkets, how the locals like it. <laughs> the all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Nearly 3.28, we're live from Studio Lumo SA, currently 22.7 degrees outside. Appreciate your company and the support of Brasilia Coffee. A lot of text coming through, Rooch. Regarding your role at Port Adelaide, this one says, Rucci's role at Port is head of propaganda. <laughs> yes, that's from Mario. <laughs> and uh, I like this one. There's no name on this one. It says, seriously, why not just have the whole side on the bench? Then we don't need a reserve side or competition. Well, we could make it American football. Game. Yeah, 44 on the bench. Rich, on a serious note, yes. the AFL floating fixture, it's a contentious issue. It was introduced during COVID. the COVID period. Mm. Last year, there was a fixed draw up to round 15, and then we all had to wait and see what would be happening. Yeah, and at this point, I think the only people who benefit from it are the television mm. executives who then get to pick and choose which games they want, but the fans don't. We want to play in our lives. So the AFL Fans Association, they've put together their survey of their members. It's strong. Strong feedback to the AFL. We don't want the floating fixture. No, Do you on, like it? Uh, no. No, I saw on the advertiser this morning too some of the voting. You could poll. I registered my vote. I, I don't like it. I would maybe soften a little bit, Rooch, if they did say the final three or final four rounds, but 15 is way too soon. Yeah, I agree. I can understand the last three rounds, then you can assist sides with finals, etc. Alrighty, it's 3.29. The news is coming up. Then we're crossing to Ahmedabad. Ahmedabad in India to have a chat to Daniel Cherney. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Thirty-three on a Friday afternoon. We appreciate your company and all the correspondence that's coming through. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. Just a reminder, Matt Hill, the best race caller in the world, to join us at around 3.50. He'll give us a tip for the uh, Victorian Derby tomorrow. Group 1 race worth $2 million. Darren Chandler, the general manager of the Sandfall, a bit to talk about there at 4 o'clock. And retired Port Adelaide star former Port Adelaide star, or is he? Scott Lysett will be joining us at 4.30, and we also have the Friday forecast to do. But right now we're heading to India, Ahmedabad, where Australia will be taking on England tomorrow. I'm a bit nervous about this one. And uh, Daniel Cherney, who's a cricket writer for and a very good one for Code Sports, joins us. G'day, Dan. G'day, Kim Bond. Rich, good to be with you. Uh, now, before we get into all the nitty-gritty, Dan, now, come on. We, we are all thinking about Glenn Maxwell falling off the back of a buggy, a golf buggy. How did this happen? What are you hearing? No, it's a very reasonable question. And I, and I think um, everyone in Australia sort of uh, <laughs> scratching their heads about, about just how this went down. And look, they're probably a bit 
unlucky at one level, um, but, but also lucky that it, it wasn't worse. So look, let, let me paint a picture. Yep. It's um, these guys had been uh, playing for cricket for I mean, the way they love their golf, and they've, they've been playing this big golf day. Uh, ironically, or comedically called the uh, Jesse Ryder Cup for quite some time. They've been talking about it for a few days in the lead up. They had a pretty packed schedule. They get to I met about a couple of scheduled days off, and they decide they have this big tournament, 36 holes of golf. Um, so that's a long day of golf. They get to the end of it, and um, they are uh, carting back to uh, the clubhouse, and it's all pretty um, packed, and it's getting a bit dark, uh, and there's not quite enough room on the carts um, for everyone to sit comfortably. So a few of the guys, including Glenn Maxwell, decide to hop onto the back. Uh, you know, probably not the wisest move, mm-hmm. um, certainly a somewhat risky move. And they get on, and um, he has lost his grip, and it, it has fallen off, and he's um, hit his head, and uh, he's ended up concussed. Um, thankfully, not too bad. I mean, obviously, these things are always hard to know, and concussion can have lingering impact, and, and you're never quite sure how it's going to play out in the long run. But um, he was back in the net yesterday, at least lightly, and they're hoping that he's only going to miss the one game under the concussion protocols, which is six to eight days. There are a couple of factors that determine that. But uh, no, look, it's it's not a great moment for um, Glenn Maxwell of the Australian team. I think um, while it's not a hanging offence, it's certainly not going to win in the Nobel Nobel Prize for physics either. Um, and you know, I I don't think anyone. Well, I, I think people have suggested that he should be playing golf. But I don't, that idea doesn't um, doesn't. I, I don't really subscribe to that. I think they're more than entitled to have a big day of golf five days out from the game to to unwind, and probably better than just sitting in a hotel room doing that twiddling your thumbs. Um, but Really, if you're going to be um, if you're going to be uh, risking yourselves like that, I, I just uh, I think you've got to be smarter. And um, and you know they've ended up paying a, a price. You don't expect that to, that to happen, but nonetheless, you just got to take, try and mitigate risk. And, and it wasn't a good decision. Yeah, look, there's no problems with playing golf, jumping on the back of the buggy. It sounds like there were a few on the back. I want to know who was driving, and did they do a little snakey, <laughs> a little snakey to try and get him off? And it went, it went awry. <laughs> I think that's what's happened. Well, well, I think I think it was start. I think it was start from the. Uh, so I'm just getting out of mover actually getting to the study. So just taking my driver. But um, no, the. Uh, I think I think it was someone from the golf uh, golf course. Oh really? Um, okay. What, 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 yeah, what, one of one of the sort of uh, staff at the golf course. So I don't think necessarily there can be anyone um, within the team that should be blamed. Uh, but um, oh. and, and apparently that's sort of a bit reasonably de rigueur in India for, for people to do this sort of thing. Like you know, it is a bit looser. I mean. Put this well, I just got out of Nuba where even if I wanted to put a seatbelt on the back, I couldn't have. Um, but uh, no, still, not as I said, not ideal. And you look, when you look at Glenn Maxwell, who's obviously had a bit of a history of this stuff, we know what happened with him um, with that broken leg last year in an incident, which probably has, still hasn't been completely explained um, yeah, to yeah. the extent in which uh, some, some may want. Um, and, you know, I, I saw Marcus Thornis asking me about this yesterday and, and he said, you know, it's always being boys. And he goes, oh, sometimes you just wish you had a mother on tour to sort of say, oh, you know, don't do this, don't do that. Um, but at the end of the day, these guys are all, you know, they're a very experienced team. We're not talking about teenagers here. Um, these are guys in the mid-30s. Um, and look, I think, you know, a lot of the coaches are playing, the team staff. And again, no issue necessarily. But just sometimes I think someone needs to say, look, let's be a bit smarter about this here and try to mitigate some risk because it's just... Uh, you, know, you don't expect this to happen, but you've just got to be wary because these are high-profile, highly-paid, high-stakes athletes. The margins are fine in this tournament, and Australia now go into an important game against England um, without a very important player, England Maxwell, 
whose importance is sort of double, doubly so in this tournament, given he's um, he's both uh, obviously destructive middle order batter, but also has been bowling close, close if not ten overs every game as, as an offie. Yeah, and Mitch Marsh out as well, which is uh, quite sad. What's happening there? And our thoughts go out to the family, but hopefully Mitch will be back. Hey, where have we got you, Dan? Are you, are you at a bird sanctuary or something, or are you travelling with a toucan? Oh, There's a lot of high screeching going on. <laughs> There are, oh. a few, I think there are a few birds around, so I hope, I hope, it's, I hope the line isn't too bad. But uh, no, I've just, um, I've, I've literally just walked into the gate of the stadium as uh, Pat Cummins is doing a press conference in about 20, 25 minutes' oh. time. So uh, just making, just making my way into that. But, um, but I uh, know it's, uh, yeah, it's a vast stadium here. There's 130,000 seats. Wow, it's an extraordinary place to be. Yeah, it's, it's uh, the world's biggest cricket stadium. It's, uh, it's the Narendra Modi Stadium. It's named after the Indian Prime Minister. This is this state of Gujarat is a real Modi stronghold. Yeah, you probably remember this from the Test series earlier yep. this year, where yep. Modi and Anthony Albanese yes. did their, uh, their yes, lap of honour, uh, yes. uh, you know, bat- Batmobile style before yeah. the uh, before the first Test. So it's a uh, it's a bit of a different world over here, so, uh, but uh, um, no, still still good to be here. So Daniel, we're extremes. England has a World Cup defence that is in tatters, so they're really just playing for pride or moral victories, as we call them. And England is facing an Australian team that's trying to get higher up the ladder. Can you make a case for an upset, a shock result where England just makes it awkward for Australia? Yeah, look, I think you still can, Rooch. I mean, at the end of the day, England, they have been poor, but they still do have a lot of very good players mm. on, in their team. I just I just think many of them are just not playing to their best. And, you know, probably several of them are past their best. I mean, they are an old side themselves, probably even older yeah. than Australia. haven't done yeah. the crunch the numbers, but they are an old side and um, probably on the wane. But... One of the interesting things that emerged in the last week or so is that uh, while it may appear on the outside, and certainly, yeah, it looks that way, that there's nothing to play for for England other than pride, they've had this um, sort of extra incentive that's emerged, uh, very ICC, no one seemed to know about it until about a week ago, mm-hmm. that's uh, the Champions Trophy, which is a, you know, a forgotten tournament that due to be held in 2025 in Pakistan. Mm. Uh, the qualification for that tournament um, that 18 tournament is going to be based on the World Cup standings. So it's going to be Pakistan as hosts and then the seven, other seven highest qualifiers from this World Cup table. So the four semi-finals yeah, and the next yeah. three or four teams, including Pakistan. So England, um, given that they're on the bottom of the table, they really need to make just about every post to win it from here. And, and there's a chance that it could come down remarkably to England playing the Netherlands next week in Pune to decide who gets to the Champions Trophy. So there's, there's still, um, while... You know they're not going to win this tournament. They're not going to make the semi-finals. Not going to really come anywhere near it. Uh, they still have a fair bit to play for. And the other thing is that their coach Matthew Mott, the Australian, is under increasing pressure. Certainly in the, the English media, uh, there've been reports. Uh, Michael Vaughan and um, and Owen Morgan have sort of alluded to to some disharmony in the camp with a couple of former England captains. So, look, I think when you're when it's England, you've got to be. Um, uh, but, you know, when, when their back's against the wall, um, you know, you've got to be wary because at the end of the day, they are the, uh, the back-to-back... Uh, well, they have won two white ball World Cups in the last five years, so they're, they're clearly not mugs. Yeah, I think it's a bit like a showdown here in the footy between Port and Adelaide. doesn't matter where they are on the ladder. This could be tight. Interesting that former England captain Joe Root came out last night. He said there's not one Australian player he'd swap for an Englishman uh, in the really? side. Yeah, he said there's not one player he'd take out of that English side and replace with an Australian. He thinks there's yeah, I, I did see those. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did see those comments. Um, you know, and, and look, I, I suppose at the end of the day, if you're Joe Root, yeah. uh, what, what what else are you going to say? And he's going to back a new teammate. And, and, and I think you know, as much as we all laugh and roll our eyes at that, at some level, um, I think if, if you're uh, in that camp, um, I mean, imagine if he said the opposite. He goes, no, actually, we wouldn't mind these four or five blokes. And we'll, yeah. we'll, 
we'll, we'll ship off uh, two of those guys. So, yeah, I mean, uh, look, uh, if, if it's not me, I think someone else will ask Pat Cummins about that in the next 20 minutes or so. But, um, uh, and, and I'm sure Pat will answer diplomatically. Uh, look, it's all part of the pantomime lead into any Australia-England game, and then particularly on the back of, of the Ashes series. And Australia, to be fair, haven't really bought in too much. They've been a little bit... I saw, actually, Marcus Lubbershane commented, I think, did a laughing emoji on mm. um, on an on on Instagram story of Joe Root's... Uh, of, of, of where, where that Joe Root's comments have been picked up. So there's probably a little bit of that stuff seeping in from um, um, from the Ashes. But, uh, look, at the end of the day, um, it's, it's only what happens in the middle that really counts. Hey, Dan, if you can, in 15 seconds, who replaces Mitch Marsh and Glenn Maxwell? Sure. I think it's pretty straightforward. I think Marcus Stoinis, uh, who was due to come back after some, a calf niggle and he's had some injury issues, he'll come in for, well, for Maxwell. And then uh, Marsh probably gets replaced by Cameron Green. He gets a reprieve and a chance to uh, to continue his, his very good record at this venue because he made a test century. He's made a test century back uh, back in March. Hey, we really appreciate your time, Dan. E- enjoy the experience of being there at uh, Medabad. Uh, it's huge, like 130,000 seating capacity. That's enormous. The atmosphere should be brilliant. Really appreciate your time. Have fun. No worries, guys. And uh, always appreciate that Ma- managed to sneak in a showdown reference uh, to the World Cup match. <laughs> Anytime, very nice. Daniel. Anytime, Daniel. There he is, Daniel <laughs> Turdy from Code Sports. Uh, he's one of the best when it comes to writing about uh, cricket. Hey, we might as well do a nearest the pin, Roach, before we go to a break. Ooh. I reckon tomorrow and the old enemy. Yes. So keep it the same way? Or yes. shall we say, ha- no, keep it what the same way? We'll keep the same Winner? Way. Yep. Who wins, Australia or England? How many runs does Australia make? Yes. All right. For a $50 IGA voucher, as simple as that, nearest the pin. Get on the text line now, 0427-154-166. Not far away, we'll be doing our cue to call for you to be a part. Your final chance to be in Kimba and the Roaches Melbourne Cup sweepstakes. $800 worth of IGA vouchers up for grabs. All right. Talking about racing, Matt Hill will be joining us very shortly. Roach, we're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Fifty on a Friday afternoon. Appreciate your company. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. I'll tell you about Beaumont Tiles too because we're running out of time for that competition, Roach. A chance to win over $70,000 in prizes to go to the Super Bowl. All in we'll Las Vegas. Yeah, all you have to do is uh, Beaumont Tiles are giving away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game. It's worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November the 12th. What are we up to now? The 3rd. Nine days left and you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. Just having a few problems getting Matt Hill at the moment. Busy time of the year for him with the Spring Carnival. Yes. But hopefully we'll have some tips very shortly. Let's go to a few texts, Rooch. Uh, No particular order, okay? This one just happened to be on top. Roochie used to be feisty. What has happened to this once glorious individual? That's from Chopsy. Um, Chopsy, I can say from experience, when you push his buttons, when he genuinely cares about something, the old fella fires up. Don't worry about that. We're doing a nearest the pin, and uh, a stack of scores are coming through. We'll get to those very quickly, though, or shortly, because Matt Hill is now with us. The best race caller in the world has been good enough to give us some of his time. 
with the uh, Spring Racing Carnival taking place. They race at Flemington tomorrow. There's three Group 1s, including the time-honoured Victoria Derby. Matty joins us now. Hello, Matthew. Hello, boys. How are we doing? Not bad. We love it when you're on on a Friday because we all make money. You are a brilliant. Well, I hope so. Um, that's the, na- uh, the aim of the game, isn't it? Uh, and, uh, well, what a terrific day we have tomorrow with the three Group 1s on... On, uh, well, it's almost Coolmore Day. We say Derby Day, mm-hmm. but uh, the Coolmore has become such a great race for the three-year-olds uh, down the straight. There's a little bit of uh, breaking news in the last half an hour. King Gambit, uh, who was one of the favourites, has been a late scratching, had an elevated temperature this morning. Mm-hmm. So had a trip to the vet today, and the vet uh, says the horse is unsafe to run. So King's Gambit's not going around. But all in all, uh, it's just got a bit of everything, uh, Derby Day. And then, of course... Uh, we, we get the last declarations tomorrow night for the great race, the Melbourne Cup, and we ah. press on to Oaks Day and final day. It's just a great week. That's yeah, what well, I wanted to know about, Matt. Have we, when were we to get the final Melbourne Cup field, and does anything that happens on Saturday influence the Melbourne Cup field? So the final uh, race that does influence the Melbourne Cup mm-hmm. is the Archer, which is run tomorrow. Alexis. As, uh, race number two. And there's a couple of horses that are just trying to get into the field. Okay. Um, horses like, like United Nations, Athabaskan, uh, mostly cloudy. They're, they're trying to burst their way into the field. And it, it has been done before, famously in 2000. Brew won the race on the Saturday and qualified for the Melbourne Cup and won the race with the Karen McAvoy in the saddle, mm. of course, uh, for the boy from Streaky Bay. Uh, mm. But... Um, it, it hasn't happened as successfully over the last few years. but okay. uh, So we'll have a final field of 24, and the barrier draw is taking place uh, at 6.30 after the races uh, tomorrow. So we'll have a, a final list oh, then. All right, let's go through a few of these. You mentioned about the Coolmore. Uh, Peter and Paul Snowden had three runners. King's Gambit, as you mentioned, has been scratched. What do you like in that race? Believe it or not, I liked King's Gambit, but that's okay. Um, Tis Invincible, the filly, has drawn uh, very wide, but uh, she's got a lot of quality, has been racing really well in Sydney. And uh, it's one of those races that you could have seven or eight stabs at it and, and miss the winner. It's, it's so deep. But um, I think she's a, a mighty chance in the race. Uh, there's also a horse by the name of I Am Unstoppable who's been racing very well. Uh, he's knocking at the door. Uh, all of the chances in that race have seemingly drawn very, very low down towards barriers one through to four. And uh, In these straight races, you don't really want to be in those uh, positions. Mm. Uh, Don Corley owns another horse that uh, has been racing really well in harder class uh, all the way through his career. And then you've got the, the golden slipper winner, Shinzo, who uh, has registered uh, a couple of fair performances its last two. And he'll be hard to beat as well. So there's a few names that will be hard to beat. I love it. And, of course, Roach uh, knew Don Corleone uh, very well. Yes, uh, I did. Yes, he did. did. The old horse's <laughs> head. So. Hey, what about in the uh, Victorian Derby? Well, the Derby, uh, usually uh, we get a great guide out of the Norman Robinson from Caulfield a couple of weeks ago. Riff Rocket was beaten in the race, but it didn't really pan out uh, the way he wanted it to. It was a bit of a a sit sprint so um, I think Riff Rocket if they go along uh, at a reasonable tempo uh, will show his turn of course and 
think about the Derby is it's it's a very um, early three year old mm. race at twenty five hundred meters. So a lot of these horses have to get the trip. Um, but Riff Rocket's the class horse. He's the best horse uh, in the race. We saw him uh, win at Flemington about a month ago, and he was outstanding. But uh, the the one horse in it trained by Peter Moody, who will certainly get the trip. He's a nice, strong-looking horse by the name of Gates. He's had a little bit of support uh, in the last 24 hours, and uh, I'd be throwing him into your trifectas. Does it matter that he's drawn wide at 14 over the 2,500? No, it doesn't matter at all. I mean, the first run of 200 metres to the first turn, he might have to do a little bit of work, but I think he'll sort of get back in the second half anyway, and because it's such a staying test, they'll string out, and uh, I don't think he'll have to cover too much ground. Tell you what, you're earning your money tomorrow. Big fields, nine races on the card. Uh, The third Group 1 is the Empire Rose Stakes. What do you like? So Alcohol Free was formerly raced uh, in Britain and is a class animal. Uh, has been racing in the top brass here. Uh, so that's a hard horse to beat. Uh, Chris Waller has a mare by the name of a tissue mm-hmm. who's progressing well. Uh, and also Hope in Your Heart, trained by Kerry Parker in New South Wales, has drawn barrier number one. So she should be able to settle a couple of pairs closer as well. So I think they're the main three. I'm tipping alcohol free, which 80,000 people on Derby Day will not be, I can guarantee, by tomorrow. <laughs> yes, you see some yes. sights over the years, yes. don't you? All right, your best bet on the program tomorrow, or your best two? So at the Baskin, uh, in race number two, is, is the best bet. I think uh, he was really, really hard uh, done by at Mooney Valley there last week. He should have won the Mooney Valley Gold Cup and never saw daylight. And Rose Quartz, in race number three, she's going really well, and She'll be hard to beat. I think that, uh, for memory, is race three, number six. Yep, uh, Blakey Shin on board. And anything at Mooney Valley tonight? No, well, Mooney Valley, Mooney Valley tonight is uh, basically put on uh, just for those that are in town that would like something to do. Mm. Uh, if 37 <laughs> races over the Cup Week isn't enough, uh, you can also go and have a gamble on the eight races at Mooney Valley uh, tonight. So. Um, I would be lying if I said I'd had a look at the form. Oh, no, we love your honesty, Matt. <laughs> hey, Matt, four days out, barrier draw still to be done. Yep. Is there a horse that just keeps coming to mind for the Melbourne Cup when you think about it? Yeah, look, it's a great question. I I hate tipping favourites in the Melbourne yeah. Cup because there's 24 runners and I love getting the form guide and, and trying to find mm. that horse at 50s that can win the Melbourne Cup, but... Um, I think the top two chances are going to be the hardest to beat, Boban and and Gold Trip. The best roughie in it is Alan Kerr. I think he's been about 100s into 30s, uh, Alan Kerr. And uh, he has Damien Oliver, final Melbourne Cup ride. So, uh, and he'll stay the trip. So I I think they're the three I'm concentrating on. What about the Japanese representation? Well, breakup uh, will mm. stay the trip. There's no doubt about that. He probably wasn't the first choice for the Japanese to come here, but his run in the Caulfield Cup was decent. And uh, judging by that run solely, uh, he'll get the 3,200 metres. But I think a horse like Vauban, who is trained in in Ireland, there's something clinical about this uh, from the Irish. This horse uh, ran a, uh, won a big hurdle race at Cheltenham 18 months ago. And from that point on, even from... The post-race interview in the mountain yard, Willie Mullins in his Irish accent said, mm-hmm. I want to win the Melbourne Cup with this horse. Mm. And it's been a clinical plan from this point on. And uh, I think I think uh, if, if Boban doesn't win it, last year's Melbourne Cup win a gold trip after that run in the Cox Plate last week, Will. 
Maddie, we mm. appreciate your time. As we said, we know how busy you are at this time of the year. We spoke to you two weeks ago. You gave us the winner of the Caulfield mm. Cup. You're a genius. Your two best tomorrow are race two, number three in Melbourne at Flemington and race three, number six, Rose Quartz. Call well tomorrow. Good luck. Must be a big day tomorrow if I'm talking to you guys. So it's been a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> He's a very generous man. Uh, all righty. Gee, and do you reckon Melbourne's not busy at this time of the year, Rooch? It's oh. huge. Derby Day, it is absolutely massive. All righty, we need to go to the news, Rooch. And on the other side of the news, we'll be joined by Darren Chandler. There's lots to talk about, the general manager of the Sanford. Heaps. Oh, Oh, are you going to do I, it? Yeah, no. Right. Yes, what? no. Yes, what? no. I, think, I think we should do our Melbourne Cup sweepstakes. <laughs> no. No, we're not doing it yet. <laughs> ben said no, not yet. Roach, you got me confused. <laughs> we're, doing it. we're doing it soon, though. Right. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roach. Three minutes past four on a Friday afternoon. We're here thanks to Hyundai, the Hyundai Tucson. Tomorrow's SUV, book a test drive. We love their support. Just a reminder, Scott Lysett coming up after the 4.30 news. It'll be interesting to have a chat to Scooter to see where his head's at. He's announced his retirement. Yeah, and what he went through during the trade period as well, mm, trying get, to find another option. I get the feeling uh, he will be playing AFL again next year. Ooh. Time to welcome our next guest. He's been pretty topical lately. He's the general manager of Is the Sandful. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Darren Chandler joins us. Hello, Darren. Good afternoon. How are you? <laughs> Not bad. You enjoying all the commentary at the moment regarding the Sandful? Oh, it's great having Sample on the news. It's such a, uh, a great competition and um, our team do such a great job with football in this state. It's, um, it's good to be talked about. All right, let me ask the big hard-hitting questions first. Are you ready, Darren? Always ready, Rooch. No, it's Kimbo. <laughs> oh, that's Kimbo. Yeah, Rooch normally asks the tough questions. Uh, he's coming off. He's just preparing in the background. He is. He's coming off the long run-up. <laughs> uh, is, is it right that uh, you're getting rid of the Burley footballs and going to Sharon's next year? That is absolutely correct, yeah. Announced today, um, uh, Sharon, um, we've uh, um, negotiated a, um, a partnership with Sharon and we're delighted to have him on board um, for the next five years. So is that more a commercial arrangement or is it something to do with the AFL as well and trying to all use the same cod? Mm. Because they are different. Oh, it's not. It's, there's, no, there's, there's no pressure at all from the hotel. This is a decision that mm. we've made. We've um, had a long-term partnership with Burley, which has been really um, excellent. Um, but we've, uh, we've, you know, we're determined to make sure that um, our, our state league competition is the best outside the AFL, and our talent programs are the best in the nation. And um, and uh, I think it's widely. Um, suggested that the Sharon Ball is the, mm. the lead product, and that's why the AFL use it. And, and um, Sharon put, you know, an extremely good offer on the table to us, and not only not even investment in South Australian football, but what they intend to bring in terms of um, uh, the activations and promotion, and, and uh, right across the board for football in the state. So it's a it's a great outcome, and we're really looking forward to it. You were very diplomatic there, as an old footballer. I'll say by a mile that the Sharon is a superior football to the Burley Rooch, mm. but that's just an editorial comment. Darren, before we drag the elephant into the room, you want to get back to Footy Park, but what do you want to do at Footy Park? Because mm. people suddenly think, oh, you're going to play Sanford Grand Finals there and all this sort of. What do you actually want to do at West Lakes? 
No, not at all. So Westlake, it's all about um, our our talent mm. uh, programs and our talent academies and and giving um, our best under sixteen boys and girls and best under eighteen boys and girls um, our multicultural talent programs, yep. our First Nations mm. talent programs, giving them somewhere to be a home and somewhere to train. And um, we've done that at Seven and Oval, and we're currently doing that at Seven and Oval now. But mm. um, with us uh, potentially moving from Seven and Oval to allow the Crows. Um, to redevelop there, then we need a home and um, we need a long-term lease of an oval and that's uh, or a licence to use an oval and that's what we're working through at the moment with is, the City of Charles Sturt. Is the sticking point going to be lights again? We all went through that Royal Commission <laughs> to get lights at Footy Park all those years ago. Is it going to be a sticking point yet again? Well, lights will be really important. Obviously, we can't yeah. train at night without light no. um, and our programs are run after hours. Mm. Um uh, the Adelaide Football Club, um, you know, they've got temporary lighting up there now for their um, AFLW team, um, and, uh, and they certainly need them in the short term for their uh, AFLW team. So lights are important, but you know, compared to what was there or is down at Alberton now, you know, at uh, fifteen hundred lux, yeah. um, we're talking community level lighting, okay. um, two hundred lux. So um, no different to what know, Seton so Ramblers have got down the road. Correct, yeah. correct. Seaton Ramblers, Henley Footy Club, yeah. um, it, it's community time and, and obviously there are restrictions on when they need to be turned off at night, <laughs> but you know, our programs will be finished by 8.30 at night. Okay, so. yeah, oh, that well, clears that up. Late. Yeah, that clears that up. Then now, let's well, drag the elephant in. Well, we've been talking for over five years about the fact that ultimately there'll be an AFL reserves competition and that would impact on the sandfall. It seems like it's ramped up now with Port Adelaide mm. being more vocal. They're talking to the AFL about it. We spoke to Matthew Richardson last night. We heard Chris Davies on other networks yesterday. Uh, they're all talking to the AFL about it, but they're not talking to you directly about it. Uh, can you tell us what your position is in regards to... Port Adelaide and the Crows uh, may be wanting to get out of their contract early. Well, firstly, um, you know Port Adelaide have spoken to us. We have we have ongoing discussions about um, the teams in the um, in the Sanford competition. Mm. We have those on an annual basis yep. with the Adelaide Football Club as well. Um, and and it's, it's no it's no secret that mm. Port Adelaide have, have indicated that they would like to be um, uh, either in a competition that is equal. Has similar rules to what other AFL clubs have mm. um, in the competitions they play in, um, or, or you know, ultimately have an AFL reserves competition. So that's we're aware of that. Um, we, uh, you know, we we want what's best for football in this state. Um, we believe that the current format does work uh, very well. Is it perfect? No, but does it work very well? Yes. Um, the two AFL clubs here. Um, while they'll argue that um, they don't have as uh, much access to the top-end talent for mm. their top-up players, they do have the advantage of playing the best competition outside of the AFL. And uh, when you look at the VFL results this year and you see scores of 200 exactly. points for nothing, yeah. um, you know there is a significant advantage in playing the sample competition. But, but it, isn't, it isn't perfect. We get that. Um, and, and we'll continue to have those discussions with uh, with the AFL, with both AFL clubs, and you know, hopefully at the end of the day we can get a an outcome mm. um, which is really good for both AFL clubs and really good um, for the Sandful and to make sure that the Sandful 
remains, you know, the premier um, state league competition yeah. outside of the AFL. And that's a yeah. mature approach. Yeah. That is the mature approach we're expecting. Now, Darren, we were discussing this on Wednesday night, and Roach brought up one of the reasons that Port Adelaide won out. It's because of the free kick disparity, which I questioned. I know statistically that that might be genuine, but surely you can't use that as part of your argument to get out of the competition. Oh, I wouldn't have thought so. Look, yeah, so clubs talk to us about that. Um, yeah, there is there is a disparity. I can't I can't um, ignore the numbers, but you know we we have a really clear clear mandate with our umpiring department. Our umpires go out and umpire the game, um, and they umpire to the rules and they make decisions uh, throughout a game. And um, I, I can absolutely guarantee you there's no deliberate uh, strategy here. But if for whatever reason the way that the AFL clubs uh, play, train, Tackle. approach they take. Um, tackle uh, is is resulting in that, and our umpiring is is a little different to what the AFL has. You know, the same rules except for a, a couple, um, but overall, it's umpired very, very well. Our competition, but um, you know, is slightly the interpretations are slightly different at times with AFL. So, um, but I can assure you, um, the AFL clubs will, will, will raise that from time to time. But mm. that is not a major concern for them. So, Darren, let's. Get very serious about it. We've been talking about what football should look like on a national scale since the 80s. You and I lived it in watching the Crows formed in 90, then Port go in the second license, the expansion with West Coast, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But we've never had a great football plan. If we were to do the blank sheet of paper, how do we set up this so-called pyramid with the AFL at the top and make sure that the Sandful, the Waffle, the VFL and grassroots footy are going to be looked after? It's a good. It's a good question, and and part of the issue becomes because you're trying to expand the game into New South Wales and Queensland. Mm. Um, you're and you've got ten clubs in Victoria. You're making decisions which are significantly different in every state. Yeah, and you're making decisions in Queensland and New South Wales to help grow the game as well as uh, provide mm. talent and make sure you've got two successful AFL clubs in both states. In Victoria, you're trying to manage ten clubs in traditional environments with. Uh, a combination of different scenarios with mm. with the with the VFL and West Australia, you know, is similar to us, but it's not the same. They have their own challenges. So, look, it's it's a complex problem. Um, do we think we've got the best structure out of the lot? We absolutely do, and I think having a really good state league structure is really really important. So, is it perfect? As I said before, no, it's not. So. If there's a way that we can work together um, and come up with a solution that gives yep. our best young, talented players um, the best chance to play AFL footy, um, and and which is really, really important because they're not all going to do it. In fact, a very small proportion will. Um, the best chance to have long sample careers at our eight sample clubs if they don't get an opportunity to play AFL footy, then that's the model that we need. And I, I, I think... You know, I think there's a model there, and I'm sure we can work together and, and come up with a really, uh, a really, um, in, you know, improved model on what I would say is the best model in Australia currently. So, okay. you know, but that's going to require, um, you know, the the AFL to to have a really open mind to things as well. Um, and uh, I mean, the, the the advantage that some of the AFL clubs have in in, I guess, New South Wales and Queensland is, is not so much the structure, it's the draft concessions it's they get. Talent, so yeah. if they had, it doesn't matter about the structure that sits underneath them, ultimately, 
you could have structure, whatever structure you wanted. But if you don't get the draft concessions to go with it, they're all, the structure's a waste of time. Okay. Um, so we would love nothing more to see South Australian talent stay in South Australia and the best South Australians get the first option to play for the Crows and Power. That'd be, that'd be an outstanding result. Yeah, would be too. All right, Darren, we're going to have to get mm, you back on. There's so much to talk about. We need to jump into a break. Uh, we, it's inevitable that we think that the Crows and Port will not be part of the Sandfall, whether it's in three years or five years. Uh, so then we'll explore whether you stay at eight teams, you bring in Darwin, Alice Springs, or another Adelaide Hills franchise. There's a lot to talk <laughs> oh, about. Revive West Torrens, he wants bring to say. He Eagles, wants to say Revive Eagles, West yeah. Torrens. Hey, Darren, really appreciate your time. Hopefully we can talk again before we go on Hollies. We appreciate your time today. <laughs> Thanks, Kibo. Thanks, Rich. Oh, there we go. There's so many questions, oh. Rich. We're governed by the clock, though. And also, we want to give people a chance to win up to $800 in IGA vouchers with our Melbourne Cup sweepstakes. You've just got to listen to the cue to call. I don't know when it's going to happen. Could be now. Ring now. Ring now. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Four nineteen. Scotty Lysett coming up after the 4.30 news, then the Friday forecast. Have you done yours, Rich? Yes. Yes, I need to do mine. Uh, <laughs> we're here thanks to Brasilia Coffee. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. If you're watching on our podcast and you're watching us live, how good's the new, what are, what are they called, That's LEDs? That's why I, I looked at that while you were speaking during the intro Look and I said, that. I'll have a super Kramer, please. Yeah, Brasilia Coffee, Italian espresso, Blue Mountain style. And super Kramer. What's that? The creamy one. Super cream. Yeah, that would be more for me, Rooch. Oh, yes. That's spoil your uh, milk again. Yeah. Here's a stack of texts coming through, Root. It's about time the Sandville got rid of the burly. Only 20, 20 years too late. Um, hi, guys. Heard the AFL and VFL want all clubs, same name, and in by 2025. Jill. Oh, this is not the Bulldogs <laughs> again, is it? Mm, probably. Foot is great. Uh, what a lot of crock. Darren's comments about the free kick disparity. We all know <laughs> that it is also the free kicks that you don't get as well. There are not even they are not even included in the numbers. The umps ensured that the Port Maggies didn't win the 2014 and 17 grand finals. Dominic Ooh, from Athelston. Hello. Well, he didn't deny there's a disparity. No, he, he dealt with it. Yeah. Has he dealt with the other issue that yeah they have had chats with Port? Well, that was interesting. Uh, why, why is Port saying that they haven't spoken to the sample about it? I don't know. We spoke to Matthew Richardson. He said it yesterday. Chris Davies said it yesterday. They always have chats, Kim. Yeah, so it and would, the chats it would be have been going up. on for a long time about issues about hmm. AFL clubs in the sample. Yeah, just own it. Um, we're doing a nearest the pin. I think they're trying to put a lot of onus on the AFL at the moment. Yep. They want, well, they the want them to drive lead. Yeah. Hey, just quickly, Roach, we did the beauty. Leadership again at the AFL House. Yep. Mm. We did the, the nearest, the, oh, not the nearest pin, the Melbourne Cup yep. sweepstake. Yes. Did the bugler. Um, all right, the phone's jammed. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they went ballistic, but Benny has managed to write down everyone's number, the first five callers through. And he's ringing and them we, back. Yeah, we're just going to ring them back and we're going to throw a few extras in as well. Right. We're doing a nearest the pin for tomorrow's game between Australia and England. Who wins? How many runs does Australia make? Uh, Australia, 398 runs and to win. That's from Clinton Matheson from Port Augusta. Thank you, Clinton. Hope ball is well up there. What about last night's score? Yeah, that was uh, that was huge. 
What about the form Virat Kohli's in at the moment? Staggering. Sri Lanka, uh, 55. Can you ask Matt who will win the Dali? Oh, apologies there. I've only just seen Well, you that, give us Pat. a tip. Uh, I've got to, we've got to go and to the And as I really route. say, I've got to find what's the, gambling really costing you? Oh, yeah, did you read that out? We have to do that yes. legally. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. I can't even find the Dali. Is he talking about the Derby? Probably. The Dali? I don't know. I, I, I can't find it. If you're asking about the Derby, um, the he two... liked a roughy called Gates. Mm. Yeah, anyway, number eight. He thought that was good value. Hey, we'll take a break, Roots. Yep. We'll come back with more texts. Phil sent one. Oh, boys, can someone please explain what happened to Matt Loby from Port's coaching panel? He's not on the list of names from Phil. We will answer that question next. We are here thanks to Brasilia Coffee. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Nearly 4.28, Brasilia Coffee. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. All right, nearest the pin. Aussies to win 289 runs. That Tommy from Mile End, he's a regular. Good luck, Tommy boy. Hey, we don't normally hear from uh, Brody Grundy. We've had him on the show a few times. He's a quiet man. This is his views on leaving Melbourne when he was on Triple M this morning. Hand on heart, I yeah, don't have a bad word to say about Melbourne. I actually really enjoyed my, my time there. It's Just. Good. My two hours on the weekend um, wasn't where I wanted to be, and I'm here to play AFL footy. Yeah. Playing VFL, you know, it's pretty sobering when you when you get dropped. Yeah, it's hard to reconcile, and you know, for me, sort of getting towards the uh, end of my uh, career or closer towards the end, I want to be able to maximise uh, my time playing AFL footy. We just sort of had a uh, a mutual sort of conversation towards towards the end, and I just sort of spoke to Goody transparently, and we were having conversations all the way through, and, yeah, it was probably, again, in, in the best interest for, for both parties. World's nicest man. I would have been as annoyed as hell, all hell. We've noted you do have history here. <laughs> Being left in the resis. How would you? Oh, look, when you're one of the premier ruckmen in the competition and you're not being yeah, played for team balance, I, I would have been annoyed. I watched yeah. the end of the Beckham special last night. Uh, that happened to him when he was at Real Madrid. Mm, Politics, Roach. That's sport. Sookie managers and coaches, eh? Hey? Yes. All right, we'll go to a break. Uh, news coming up next. Then Scott Lyser, we're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. We're in the home straight on a Friday night. Big weekend looming. Kimba on the reach with you thanks to Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona. Imagine to be bold. Before we get to our next guest, uh, the five people that got through, our last five to be a part of our Melbourne Cup sweepstakes, Roach, and a chance to win $800 worth of IGA vouchers. We have Tom from Maylands, Daniel from Adelaide, 
Anne from Fulham Gardens, Peter from Jepps Cross and Dave from Modbury. Just a reminder to all those that have qualified, we'll do the draw on Monday and, of course, the Cup will be run on the Tuesday. Got anyone in mind for the draw? Who are we bringing in? Anne Wills. Anne, beautiful. Yeah, no, no one, Roach. You can be the uh, barrel girl. Again? Yes, it suits you. All right, our next guest is listening to us waffle on. Uh, he's been the uh, subject of many conversations over the last 12 months. Mm. He's been riddled with injuries. He's come back, Sadly. played his heart out, then looked like the club didn't want him, then they did want him, and then he wanted to retire. Has he retired? What's he doing next? West Coast Eagles Premiership player, former Port Adelaide star, Scott Lysett joins us. Scotty. Thank you for your time. No worries, boys. Pleasure to uh, walk along for a bit longer with you guys. Yes, that's no, good to have you back on. Now, I believe you got back from Bali last night. Have you been looking after the rig, training every day? <laughs> Mate, uh, yeah, I went to Bali yesterday. I got back yesterday with the missus, and she was quite pretty happy with the trip, actually. Didn't have to train every second day, she reckoned, so we could actually do a few things, which is nice. But, um, mm. Drank my weight in Bintang and... and oh, I love it. Hello. Oh, this doesn't it. sound like a player who's walking away from retirement quickly. Are you <laughs> retired, Scott? Yeah, mate. Yeah, no, I'm retired. So uh. um, still play for you somewhere, but just for fun. And, um, yeah, you know, the last couple of years in pretty well documented how injury, how many, all the injuries I've had. And, mm. um, yeah, you know, just advice from doctors and stuff as well. So, you know, they, they're not quite sure how I've been able to keep playing um, with my knees and stuff like that. Yeah. They're, they're pretty amazed. And um, I suppose that was a pretty big indication for me. And especially, you know, even just going to Bali, I should be starting to run pretty soon. And, you know, I'm struggling to get out of cars and stuff at the moment with, mm. with my knees and feeling quite sore and stuff. So it's uh, unfortunate, but it catches up to everyone. So yeah, we're so not that's... going to get a surprise moment in January where someone says there's a supplementary spot here mm. and we've rung Scott Lysett and we're taking him. Well, not that I'm aware of at this time. No, I don't okay. think so, but um, you never say never do anything, I suppose. Mm. But um, I, I had the opportunity to keep playing elsewhere, but um, just with the body and where I'm at with my life, you know, I've moved moved a lot of, lot of times in my life and mm. Um, I, just, I guess I put my happiness and my, and my health first. So what were the options as soon as the season ended with Port Adelaide and anywhere else? Uh, yeah, there were there were a couple of clubs that were pretty interested and you know, I had a medical and chat with a couple of coaches and um, yeah, I just, I just wanted to put my happiness first and, mm. um, my, and my health long term especially and you know, just travelling around Bali, I was couldn't get out of cars, like I said, and I just thought, you know, imagine what I'm going to be like if I'm when I'm like 40, and, and um, you know, I'm fresh out of the game right now, so I definitely have to think of the future. Mm. Well, it's interesting that you're getting in and out of cars in Bali. You probably didn't fit in the tuk-tuks. Um, it's was it St Kilda, Geelong, and Collingwood that showed some interest at the end? Uh yeah, yeah, they, they, they showed a little bit of interest. Um, had a medical with uh, Melbourne pretty. Early in the off season, um, how'd that go? Uh, yeah, they were pretty happy to be honest. Um, well, that's what they told me anyway. I, was, I, I don't know how they really felt, but mm. um, from what I've been told by my manager and stuff like that, they were pretty happy with how my body was. But you know, as I said before, it's once you uh, hit thirty, especially as a ruckman, 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the amount, of, the amount of surgeries that I've had, pretty big surgeries, had a recon on both shoulders and a recon on a knee. It's, it's uh, you know, I'm not the same player as I used to be. So um, <laughs> it was hard, but I'm, I think I'm happy with the call. Yeah, you sort of know within once you make the call, you feel relief. Um, how hard was it the last two years? At one stage, Roach had you dead and buried, and then you came back and were playing some unbelievable footy. Then you got injured again, and that happened again where you... You were a heart and soul player. We're not trying to embarrass you, but you give absolutely everything. But, uh, gee, you did look banged up in the end. Oh, yeah, mate. Obviously, no doubt I was banged up. But I think um, before I had my clean-up late late in the year, um, you know, I I played that first final in Brisbane and I thought Mm. I played pretty decent up there. And, um, you know, straight after that game, I I I was told to... I could I could basically start running in five weeks, and I played a game in three weeks, yeah. and you know yeah. started started running a week after surgery when I was told not to run it after five weeks. So I was needed surgery straight away again after that Brisbane game, but played played the following week against GWS and looked quite banged up, and that's because I was. But yep. I suppose that's what you're doing to play in finals and to play in big games, and um, you know just to try and win another premiership. That's ultimately what it was about. So. Um, yeah, need, need another clean up when the season finished, and um, yeah, basically, I, I probably probably knew before then the time was up, but that was probably mm. the feeler when when um, you know I was pushing my body so far and asking so much of it, and um, yeah, it's different to when when you're 31 to when you're 21. There's a lot different to your body. I think I know that for sure. So, Scotty, did did Port offer you another deal, and did it all finish on good terms? Yeah, well, that would be a deal um, at some stage of the year, I think, but it wasn't wasn't great. And no, I was it wasn't, was it, Scott? Mm. And, yeah, I mean, so, you know, I've basically said, oh, I'd rather just work at, a, work at another job and, and that kind of money in a couple of years than mm. play on for another year and put my, put my body through that, I suppose. So if it was money that obviously I couldn't say no to, then, yep. yeah. you know, who knows? I probably would have considered it, but it was... Um, just one of those deals where it's like, well, you know, my body's where is it's at where it's at, and I've got to make sure that my health is all right, and, mm. and um, ultimately that's how it played out. But yeah, I mean, as I said, I could have played on somewhere else, but yeah, I just, I, at the end of the day, I'm pretty content to know that I put my happiness and my health as a first priority. So Scott, you leave the game as a premiership player, and you know what Port Adelaide is all about. So, on reflection now. What does Port Adelaide need, or what do they need to do to become a Premiership club again? Um, oh, I think it's just pretty obvious. I think we've we've played with some good footy in the home and away season. Um, in recent years, in finals, I suppose we've probably dropped off from the, the form that was, you know, was shown throughout the year. So I suppose mm. it's just. Usually, you know, you're supposed to you get a week off before finals. You're supposed to be primed and ready, and ready, everyone's supposed to be ready to go for finals. So I think it's just standing up to those big games when it when it counts. I think, and it's not just um, you know one or two blokes standing up. You need every single person playing their role. And I think that's if you look back at that West Coast Premiership team. Well, I, I went and had a uh, day at the races uh, with all the West Coast Premiership players uh, a couple of weeks ago now in Perth, and. Look back at that 2018 West Coast team as a team of a lot of team of role players. Like we had mm. some great players. Don't get me wrong, but you know our role players are the ones that won us a game. And yeah. 
blokes that don't get talked about, you know, bugger all. So, yeah. you know, I think um, if Port can just get everyone contributing, and that's all you need, you know, every single player playing their role and doing it really well, and and that's all it takes, in my opinion. So, mm. if they can do that, then hopefully I can watch them in the Premiership next year. So, Scotty, you suggest that you, you still may have a kick in a lesser league. Uh, is there any chance that you go home to the West Coast over Sejunath, Evanard, or, or are you thinking more locally? Uh, you know, I'll definitely play footy next year. So I'll go for my first run this Monday, which is uh, a bit daunting. I'll probably have a few <laughs> cobwebs, I think, after mm. the last five weeks. But I will definitely play a game for Sejunath back home in, in Sejunath. and yep. um, that'll, that'll be no doubt. So I'll definitely play at least one game there, but... Um, yeah, I haven't committed to any, any other clubs yet, so open to any offers, I suppose, at the moment. There he is. He's a gun for hire. We've got his number. If you want Scotty Lysett to play for you next year, get on the dog and bone. What about uh, Sandful, or you don't want to go to that level? Too much commitment? I get the feeling Jacob uh, Surgeon will give you a ring. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't spoken <laughs> to him. There's been a couple of Sandful clubs reach out already and asked the question, but, yeah, I mean, it's obviously... A massive demand uh, to play SANFL. You know, you work at least nine to five and you train three nights a week and your yeah. weekends are gone. It's the players, I've always had the utmost respect for the for the sample and waffle players, you know, the, the commitment they have far out, they give up a lot of their time. So, um, yeah, I won't rule it out, but uh, yeah, I definitely have to have a long think about that one. So, Scott, you're one of well, you're probably the last that there'll ever be of a Port Adelaide player who comes out of the Air Peninsula through the grades at Port Adelaide, then gets drafted to the AFL, comes back, plays his AFL career to the mm. end at Port. You're seeing things change at Alberton. Do you understand what they're saying about why they want out of the sample? How does that resonate in your mind? Yeah, it's uh, hard to be honest. You know, cause I, like you said, I grew up yeah. in, a, in a country zone where Port Magpies was everything. Like, yeah. You, Personally, I was playing in the country to try and play league footy for the Magpies. So mm. when I did, it was like it was one of the biggest things in my mind ever because just meant so much to me. So I don't know. It's a weird feeling personally. Like, I can understand why they're doing it. And definitely understand because it's the development of the AFL players and stuff like that. It's all, it's all changed. But um, for me, growing up, like I just if you told me when I first got support magpies when I was a 16 year old that you know 15 years down the track that there'd be no port magpies in SNFL I would have just laughed I would have been mm. like oh, there's no there's no sample without the magpies yep. but um in 15 years a lot has changed so, yeah it's uh it's definitely not the way it used to be but obviously you know port will do what's best for them and yep. I suppose that's if, you, if that's what they think is the best thing to do for them, then I've got to back them in, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah as a non-port yeah. person, I think it'll be a really sad day when they're mm. not part of the sample anymore. Hey, Scotty, you've been uh, good to us. We appreciate all the times that we've chatted to yeah, you. Indeed. Even the Roach, who's the tightest man on earth, uh, bought you a carton of the red cans when you were in lockdown a few years ago. Gee, did he whinge about that, having to put his hand in his pocket? Oh, come off, it. <laughs> They went quick, mate. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I bet they did. Hey, so we'll put it out there. You're a gun for hire. If there's any country teams out there would like a Ruckman, uh, you can get in touch with us. We'll hand on Scott's details mm. if he's happy with that. Scotty, we wish you all the very best, and we hope the body holds up and enjoy that first run next week. Mm. <laughs> yeah, cheers for that, boys. All the best, and thanks luck, for everything Scott. on the 
in the past. No, it's been a wonderful career. We've got about a dozen texts here saying thank you and congratulations and what a heart you had. So he was a heart and soul player at Roach. He gave everything. And you could tell how banged up he was at the end there. But he, that was a player just playing on raw courage. Yeah. For the moment, those shoulders went round four against Max Scorn and everything that he endured after that. Uh, he's gone through some fair bit, hasn't he? Yeah. Well done, Scott Lawson. And when you just... Anyone that's been through it, when you continually keep getting your knees yep. cleaned out all the yep. time, the end is not far away. It becomes very difficult. Mm. Hey, nearest the pin, Roach, stack of uh, uh, entries coming through. Australia to win, Australia to score 311. Have a great weekend, lads. That's Beatsy from the Bay. Good on you, Beats. G'day, lads. Australia, 279. England to win, Dave from Modbury. i got a feeling, Roach, there could be an upset. Uh, Adam from Clemsick. G'day, Adam, one of our regulars from day one. Aussies win with 328 runs. As a Port fan, thanks to Big Scotty for being such a warrior for our club. Yes. Yeah, he gave his all. All right, Roach, time for the Friday forecast and a little bit of music. Yeah. You're getting out on the tiles tonight, Roach, are you? Not tonight. Not tonight. Not tonight. Heading to a disco, are you? Are they still around? I don't know. Probably. Everything old is new and everything new is old. All right, the Friday forecast, pretty simple. We have our sure thing for the weekend, our most at stake, and our doomsday scenario. Uh, Your sure thing. I am backing in the 36ers in that very, really? very interesting environment that Perth is. I don't, I don't share your confidence. Really? You? I know we're up and about at the moment. I'd Come rather, on. I'd rather us be playing anyone but. There is so much turmoil no. over there at the moment. No, there is so perfect. much backlash. Roach, they're going to respond the Wildcats. <laughs> no, I'm backing in the six. That's your sure thing. Yeah, I'm backing them in. All right, I think that's out of more hope than genuine okay. feel. Okay. Just like my sure thing. Ah. My sure thing is Brisbane defeat Melbourne in the AFLW, so Adelaide finish top. Does it matter? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, get I get it does. Yeah. yeah. Home, yeah, for the grand final. Yeah, it's a, yeah, I get you. That's my sure thing, right. but I'm hoping. Most at stake. Australia against England. Oh, really? In the one-day World Cup. Oh, oh. You don't want to lose to You don't want to lose to England when they're not even a contender. I, I know, but it was very I important what Daniel Cherney said. If we for marbles, you wouldn't want yeah. to lose to but England. They need to finish top seven, so they'll be trying to win. What do I win. care about them? Well, I'm just saying that'll be their mindset. But I care about Australia's reputation. So it's like it's a, a showdown. It doesn't matter where they are on the ladder. Yeah, well, uh, my most at stake is Adelaide United. They've got off to a flyer. Yes. Uh, it could all come unstuck if they get belted by Melbourne victory. I don't want that. Exactly. You like that one? Yes. Uh, your doomsday scenario. I'm going to whisper it. Oh, here we go. Port lose in the AFLW on oh. Aaron Phillips' last game. That would be doomsday. That's a terrible one. Well, that's what it's about, isn't it? Doomsday. Yeah, it is. That's the worst if case that scenario. Happened, I like that. Oh no, I don't like it. No. Hey, let's hope we get. I don't know what the maximum is at Albany. I think it's seven, seven and a half at the moment. Hopefully, it's chockers for our yeah. last game. Yeah. Good on you, Aaron. We love you. Yeah, we do. Uh, my doomsday scenario: the Poms beat Australia tomorrow. That was <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm supposedly making a drama about Australia being most of the You got a doomsday. Well, that's the doomsday. I don't want to. Oh, do. Wow. Um, uh, oh, here we go. Yes. Uh, sorry, Phil. Thank you for the text. Kim, did you say what happened with Matthew Loby? Oh, I asked you in the break. I haven't seen that he's been removed at all from Port. So he may just be on the development program. Yeah. Okay, which coach, is not a coaching role. But, but he does the ruck coaching. Yeah. 
We'll, we'll get confirmation, Phil, yeah. for that. Yeah. Uh, Richie, you king of the tarp. Why is Australia playing in a 130,000-seat stadium versus England? <laughs> From Mario. You're an expert on unfilled stadiums, well, Rich, according to Mario. the Indians love watching cricket, and they would very much enjoy Australia v England. Uh, we should do a nearest the pin on that. I wonder how many will get there, Rich. 130,000. What do you reckon they'll get? 60? I'm not sure. 30? I'm hoping they're filling it out. 130 for Australia and England. It looks as if they're short of people around the area there. Depends what they're charging, Rooch. Um, Here's a text. If there is no sand sand for without the magpies, that is the real question. Matt in Brisbane. We're going to have to move on, aren't we? We all move on. I thought there was no sand for without West Torrens, Rooch. I bet you did, but we have to move on. And... The important thing is that someone at AFL House, where we've been looking for leadership for a long time, needs to sort this out, not just for Port Adelaide, but also for West Coast. We've got to get the sample, the waffle, all sorted out. This has been ridiculous for too long. Oh, it's going to take a bit longer, though, Rich. I don't want you banging on about it every night. It'll be like the bloody prison bar jumpers and all that stuff. Well, if you take your eye off it, some people at AFL House go off and do other things, Kim. Oh, Kim, it's important. Well, you made your point. England, 255 runs and to win. Jason from Brompton. Roach, yes. this will get you up and about. Thank all you. Right. Ben Mackay. Yes. He was having a chat today on radio this morning. Yeah. All right. Yeah. About his expectations and his salary, et cetera, et cetera. Because he's moved to Essendon. Yes. And he has also spoken about potentially. Potentially. Fin- finally facing his brother Harry in a King's Birthday Eve clash. Now, this would disprove your theory Ben is really Harry or Harry is only Ben and that there is only one because they've never been spotted they together. Will never play against each other. Have you been waiting maybe all this time for a big Carlton maybe. game? Is that maybe why it's been the Potentially, holder? mate. Yeah, we, um, it's about this time of the year when that, that noise starts to pick up again. But I think it'll be exciting. King's birthday in front of hopefully 90,000. Um, it's exciting. Um, yeah, it'll be, be good to bring that up again. And hopefully it happens, mate, but I wouldn't hold your breath. And I'll reinforce my point that Harry is actually Ben because Harry kicks like a defender. Ah, very good, Rich. Boom, boom. Uh, so the podcast they do together, it's really a, Sorry, mir- a mirror I'm image. So I had to do it. They um, will never play against each other. Yeah, yeah, well. And that's why he didn't come to port because then the ruse would have been up. Yeah, they have to Rich, stay in the same city. Yeah, no more coffees for you. <laughs> I'm not allowed to call you the W word anymore either. I would have done it then. Uh, here's a quickie before we finish, Rooch. About two minutes to go. Are Port Adelaide going to return? Oh, hello. <laughs> Are Port Adelaide going to return all the thousands upon thousands of dollars handed out to Port Adelaide by the Sandfall over many years? It was only sixteen million the bail amount. Uh, this was allegedly to keep Port in the Sandfall because we couldn't do without them. I don't think we can get rid of them quick enough. Daz, <laughs> Daz the Eagle from wow. Findon. No, that's not how the story went. Oh, no, there were a few texts like that yesterday, Rooch. Let's uh, be quite clear. Each party has to do what is in the best interest of the Sample and Port Adelaide. And at this point, the agenda is so far apart that it's best they separate. Yeah, you got your Port Beanie on. No, uh, how, Adelaide agrees with How that. is Port any better leaving the Sample? They still need top-up players, don't they? Yes, but they'll have access to the national draft. You watch the national draft change when everyone has a national reserves team. Will says, I didn't realise there was still a Sample. Come on, Will. Well, I love the sample. They play some great footy. Yeah, they do. Uh, this one says, hi, it's Daniel Rotolo. If Ben rang up on private and had connection issues, all fixed now if he wants to call back about <laughs> the sweepstakes. Yeah, oh, right. All right. 
So I think he's already got everyone, Daniel. I hope you made it. Yeah. Hi, Kim. We love you on the radio. We are diehard Bulldog supporters. Oh. You cheer us up. Keep calling us Footscray. That's from Julie. Good on you, Jules. Have a great weekend. And keep the royal neat. We're neat and tidy. I might pop in and have a drink with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, he's, made, he's <laughs> announcing that because he wants you to buy him one. Yes, I do. Yeah, I do. You've picked hey, it. Have a great weekend. We'll be back next week. Three weeks to go and we're on leverage. Yes, enjoy your weekend, everyone. Stop counting. Right. <laughs> so I'm counting. Stop counting. I'm counting. Uru. Bye.